Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. I hope all of your summers have been going really well so far. It did occur to me the other day that it is summer break for a lot of you listening to this podcast, but for me, it personally doesn't feel like summer break anymore because it's not. During the summers when I was at Parsons, I would still work and do internships when I when I could during the summer but for the most part it would be pretty chill and I wouldn't even like intern five days a week I would let my let myself have a lot more free time than I do now but you know now since I graduated and I'm working two jobs and I've got like all of the adult responsibilities it definitely feels a lot different from when I was a student and when I had the majority of the summer to relax and even travel Even though you guys know I'm not working full-time per se, like five days a week, nine to five, which is like what a normal person would do, I am working freelance and then also like a part-time job, so it's still a good amount of responsibilities and it kind of like amounts to having a full-time job, honestly, but I guess I could say that I'm like a little used to it because again, in the summers when I was in school, I did take every opportunity to do an internship. So, even though I'm working a lot now, I do love work life rather than being in school and yeah, there's just like, there is a start and end time to at least the jobs that I'm working right now so I never feel like I'm too overwhelmed or I'm working overtime. So like when it hits 5 or 6 p.m. during the weekdays, you know that I'm completely turning off and it's not just me, like the people that I work with, everyone abides by that and they'll be non-responsive until the next day. And same for weekends, once it hits the late afternoon on Fridays, because like, you know, the whole summer Fridays thing, you won't hear from anyone until the next Monday, which has been something that I've been getting used to because you guys well know that I'm a workaholic, so not working at all on the weekends is like a really new concept to me because when I was in school and even doing internships, I would still do work on the weekends, but normal people, you know, who are working full-time jobs don't work on the weekends, obviously. But to be honest with you guys, I can really get used to this lifestyle and it's just one of the main reasons that I'm so happy I'm done with school Most weekends, my family and I will go upstate to hang out and just be away from city life and it just really hits different when I can just go and fully be present in those moments instead of taking my work up there like I used to when I was in school because also school, like there's no hours, you just have constant work and projects, especially in fashion school, that you have to do. So, you know, a lot of times on the weekends, I'd be working and I'd take a lot of the work with me upstate. Nowadays, when I'm upstate, I'll sleep early and then sleep in the next day because I just know that I don't have any responsibilities that are urgent and pressing. And if there is anything that I need to do, it'll be done the the next day. Whereas when I was in school, it felt like there was always work that needed to be done at all times. And I also feel like working an actual job with responsibilities and set hours that you're supposed to work has been really good for me because it's allowed me to have more time management in terms of where work is concerned. 
like once the day is over I'm like okay Christina it's time to turn off stop doing work and go enjoy a dinner with friends or go rock climbing and just be present in those moments then thinking about what I have to do next or what responsibilities I have to complete. But yeah, that's what's been going on with me. My life's been pretty calm as of right now, which I'm totally cool with because I feel like I needed a good break after the beginning months of this year, so I'm not complaining at all. I will say, however, that I'm very excited for the next few months to come because as much as I love the spring and summer, the fall is once things start to ramp up, um, at, at least where it's concerned in like the fashion industry. You know, fashion week, fashion events, the CFDA awards... The whole shebang really takes place like through the fall and winter. At least that's when it gets busiest for me. And I know the summer is like barely halfway in and I'm already thinking about the fall, but it's just, it's really going to be a great time that I'm super excited about and I have a lot of fun things lined up and fun, you know, experiences that I already have in mind. Yeah, just I think there's like a lot of exciting things coming. Also, a few things. I don't want to spoil it, but there are exciting things coming to this podcast as well. There are a lot of changes that are going to be made within the next few weeks or or the next few months, honestly. I don't really know when when these changes are going to take place, but I'm super excited to share them all with you and also get more episodes out just because I'm trying to like get my schedule to a point where I'm getting episodes hopefully bi-weekly. I know I said originally that I wanted to do it weekly but that just wasn't feasible for me and my new schedule. Um, So yeah, without further ado I wanted to get into today's podcast episode topic which has everything to do with advice that I'd give to my younger self and getting into stuff that I would have told younger Christina knowing what I know now. We're not just going to talk about fashion and career stuff, which obviously you guys know that this podcast is centered around. I'm talking about everything from relationships to financial advice, you know, the whole nine yards and everything that I've learned up to this point. And why I think this is especially helpful to talk about is since a lot of you listening, I noticed are a lot younger than I am and in either middle school or high school. There are also a handful of you who are either the same age as me or older and more developed in your careers, but... I think there will be something in this episode for everyone, no matter where you are in your life or your career. And yeah, I just hope that some of what I can say can help or inspire some of you. So these aren't in any particular order. I just started kind of listing a whole bunch of things in my head. And this is what I came up with in terms of genuine pieces of advice I wish someone told me when I was a lot younger. And the first thing I'll bring up has to do with speaking up more and not being afraid to ask for things. Advice-wise, I think I've mentioned repeatedly in my past episodes about asking for those things that you want in life, but I'm going to say it again for everyone who, you know, hasn't been instilling this. And this all sounds really cliche and oversaid, but I swear half the people giving this piece of advice don't actually take it. And that includes myself because I haven't taken this piece of advice for a long time and it's something that I have constantly been telling myself to do. This is honestly something I didn't start doing until like the senior, my end of the senior year of college and it's brought me a long way since then. Obviously speaking up can be interpreted in many different ways and you can take this piece of advice how you want. There are so many specific instances when I was younger and interning in the fashion industry where I personally wanted to say something or voice my opinion to those who worked above me, but I didn't for a variety of reasons, and among them being that I didn't want to step out of line, 
or I was afraid that saying something wrong was going to have everyone think poorly of me. And I recognize in fashion, just as I'm sure it is in other industries, it can be really hard to speak up in a room of professionals and individuals who have clearly more experience than you do in that particular field. But trust me when I say that if you speak in a professional manner and offer up, you know, an idea or comment or or question even, people love questions, anything at all of that type, the people in the room are going to look at you in a different way. And by different way, I mean that, you know, most of the time they'll be impressed by you or really they'll be glad that you said something. And in terms of the other aspect of this tip, not being afraid to ask for what you want I'm telling you guys that life is way too short not to just come out and say what you want. And I'm not only saying that this applies to like work and career stuff, which it us- which I'm usually what is what it's geared toward that I'm talking about. This can be interpreted in your personal life, your love life, whatever you want to apply it to. Like literally the other day, I took this exact piece of advice and you know, the client I'm freelancing with now, the original plan was that I was going to freelance for three months and then come on full-time because they really wanted like a full-time position to be fulfilled in their design team. And even though I was kind of scared to ask and I didn't want to, you know, tell my supervisor that I didn't want to work full-time because that's something that we talked about in the beginning that and we agreed upon it, I did set up a time to meet with my supervisor and talk about wanting to continue my freelance role for as long as possible and avoid not coming on full-time. Why this was so scary for me was because I was so afraid that the answer was going to be no and I know for a fact that I didn't want to work full-time yet so that would mean that I would probably have to leave them. That's why I was really scared of bringing it up because I was afraid that it was like an ultimatum. It was either I continue freelance or I quit. And I obviously didn't want to quit and I didn't want to work full time. So, you know, I set up a time with my supervisor at the halfway period of my freelancing role, which is something you guys should do um, if, you know, to set up time to speak with your supervisors early on in the game if you're looking for change. And I had a talk with her and fully told her what my ideal situation would be. And fortunately, it was something that they were able to make work. So, like, if I didn't ask for that, And also, I just want to make a point of asking early on in the game rather than later. But if I didn't ask for that, I wouldn't have been able to extend my freelancing contract with this client and keep my financial stability, but also having my flexibility with my freelancing hours right now. I remember the other day, I also posted this on my close friend story on Instagram and like shared this experience because I really wanted to inspire people to like actually, you know, speak up and fight for the things that they want. Um, But I posted it in my story and one of my other friends who's really successful in the fashion industry replied and said, if you never ask, the answer is always no. And I think like that when she said that, I was just like, oh my God, that's so true because definitely also seeing someone who came so far in the fashion industry say that to me just tells you how much of a difference this point can make in your life if you actually, you know, apply it. I'm just saying from my own personal experience that it's gotten me really far to where I am today. But yeah, that was a really long-winded explanation of basically saying to speak up and ask for the things that you want because like my friend said, if you never ask, then the answer is always automatically a no. The next piece of advice I would give to my younger self is to define your own success and focus less on what other people make it out to be. Listen guys, I've spent so many years comparing my success with others 
looking at what everyone else was achieving and comparing that to my own achievements to the point where it became really unhealthy for me and it brought me to like a really bad mental state. Especially since my personality type is rooted in like competitiveness, it was really hard for me to detach what everyone else's definition of success was from my own. I'm one of those people who would scroll through LinkedIn often and see people from my past achieving these amazing things like getting jobs at big brands like Under Armour or Carolina Herrera and some part of me would just feel like I'm not doing enough and I would go down this self-destructive path which was definitely not healthy but sometimes you know you can't help it but feel that way. It would get so bad to the point where I had to stop looking at stuff like LinkedIn or Instagram because it was affecting the way that I saw myself and how I saw my own success. And if that's a feeling that you guys can resonate with, then you might want to consider turning some of those things off temporarily to kind of give your mind a break and not skew your own perception of what success is and like how your achievements are perceived. But you know, we're all human. I know that it's really hard to not compare your accomplishments with what other people are accomplishing because I myself haven't fully perfected that either and I don't think I ever will because I am also human. But once in a while, I would just suggest doing exactly what I did, which is giving yourself a break from things like social media, the news, LinkedIn, whatever it might be, even though it sounds like really ridiculous to like delete LinkedIn. I say the news also because at least for me personally, I see all like I see stuff on the news all the time about TikTokers and how young people on TikTok are making millions upon millions of dollars these days and they're only in their teens. Um, and even even I have to admit that that makes me feel a little bit less about myself sometimes. So in that case, I'll also turn that off. I won't watch the news. I won't read about stuff um, because it just affects me personally. It's really not worth putting yourself in a bad and self-destructive path when you can just do something as simple as drown it out. And after you kind of like tuned out all that noise, take a moment with yourself and look back at all the things, big or small, that you've achieved in your own life. And with that comes defining what success means to you. Why I'm suggesting you do this is because a lot of times our own definitions of success are skewed by what we feel like is considered successful because of what we see on TV, social media, and all that kind of stuff. But that might not necessarily be what it means to you. I'll give you an example from my own life. To me, having a lot of money and being rich is not what I equate success to, which is something that a lot of people do, including my parents, which is why we get into a lot of disagreements at time. And like I'm being really genuine when I say that because a lot of people when I say that they think like you're just capping your ass off but I actually mean it to me making a lot of money is not my priority in life and that's not what's going to make me happy. Personally to me finding success is about getting myself to a point where I'm so fulfilled in my life and career and I'm truly happy and living comfortably. So I don't need a lot of money and I don't need to be rich and live in a mansion I mean, like, those stuff, obviously, that it'd be nice, but it's not something that I define as being successful, personally. And a lot of you listening might be like, no, money is what defines success to me. And that is perfectly fine, because that is how you view success. But it's all just a matter of perception, and I guarantee that once you get that down and just look at the way you define your own version of success, you're going to be a lot happier, and you're going to stop comparing yourself to other people's successes. So moving on, another thing I would tell younger Christina is that it's okay to not see yourself doing what you thought you'd be doing. I truly remember how frightened I used to be of the feeling that I didn't want to design anymore. 
and I don't even think I truly showed you guys how scared I was on this podcast, but I was terrified out of my mind. Any small thoughts of not wanting to do design or being unhappy designing in my mind, like, got me so scared about my future, and I was like, like, how could you, I was trying to, like, block those thoughts out just for the sake of not wanting to, like, ruin the path that I was going down already, and if any of you, like, think I'm being dramatic and whatever, hear me out. I grew up my entire life wanting to be in fashion and under the notion that I was going to be a big name designer one day. And this kind of became like a known fact amongst my friends and family and my family friends and anyone who basically knew me. Everyone was like, oh, Christina, one day I'm going to wear your clothes. And even to this day, I still get people from my past that I haven't seen in a while who reach out to me, who don't know I'm not doing design anymore, but are like, oh my God, Christina, I can't wait to like wear your label one day. But... Going back to my point, it's completely normal and okay to not be in the position where you thought you'd be when you were younger because that's just how life is and that's just how life runs its course. Literally take me as the perfect example and the perfect candidate of someone who is not doing what they thought they'd be doing in the beginning of their life life cycle. Another great example of someone is you know, my twin sister who has proclaimed her whole life that she wanted to be a marine biologist and only recently fell out, fell out of love with her research. So currently now she wants to pursue what she's been doing on the side all along, which is social media and creative writing, which I couldn't be happier about because from an outside perspective, it's something that I saw that was making her a lot happier than what she was pursuing in school. But obviously I didn't want to like skew her perception, so I wanted her to figure that out herself. I definitely want to get my sister on here for an episode about basically pivoting career interests and whatnot I think that it could be really helpful and insightful for you guys so definitely let me know if you want to hear a discussion between my twin sister and I about that subject matter but I know that so many people are afraid of pivoting their careers because they think that all the progress that they made in their past would be a complete waste especially if you're shifting from something 360 degrees from like let's say being an engineer to a designer The skills and abilities that you learn from any experience is going to carry on into whatever your second life is. So on that front, you can rest easy because trust me when I tell you that everything in whatever industry you're in will inform whatever you do for the rest of your life. And that's coming from a fashion major with a STEM background. I know maybe some of my new listeners don't know this, but I did pursue STEM in the beginning of like my career and that's what I thought I was going to do. I was going to do chemistry. I thought I was going to do chemistry. Obviously, that's different from what I'm doing now, but even when I was in school, it informed a little bit about my design because a lot of the designs that I was doing were very analytical based and they were very STEM based as well. I remember infusing a lot of like chemistry concepts and physics concepts in my designs, which was really cool, but now it's just not something I want to do. So that's that. But yeah, I'm just that just shows you that how you can integrate a lot of your experiences from other industries into whatever you want to do next. So, rest assured. Something else I would advise you guys on that kind of goes hand in hand with the last piece of advice is to not limit yourself to one industry or line of work. Even if you knew since you were a child that you wanted to be in the fashion industry, it's normal to when you grow up start to deviate from that. And you should welcome those thoughts of exploration when it comes to your career. If you're job searching and you come across a job that sounds really interesting and it like still pertains to the experience that you have, don't think, 
oh, it's not exactly involved in the industry I want to be in or that they're probably not going to accept me because I have no experience in this industry. Those kinds of thoughts are going to limit you so much in your career and stop you from exposing yourself to all kinds of life-changing opportunities. I myself am a big yes person to everything under the sun and I'm not saying that you need to be that kind of person who just says yes to everything that comes your way, but I do think that in good practice, it's good not to close yourself up to opportunities just because it's not quote-unquote aligned with your industry, if that makes sense. A lot of times when I, like obviously right now I'm not job searching or job hunting, but when I was doing that a lot and probably further down the line in my future when I do job hunt, I really, I don't just limit it to fashion fashion industry. Even though I, I do personally love the fashion industry and want to stay in it, I don't limit my options to it. And sometimes I see a lot of cool jobs in like the entertainment industry or video or publications, like that stuff interests me. So some sometimes I've applied to like video stuff and entertainment stuff. Um, I don't think I've like gone forward with it because that's just not where my heart lies personally right now. But yeah, that just shows you that, you know, you don't need to stay in fashion industry just because you went to fashion school. Like that doesn't mean anything. So on to my next piece of advice, which is to create and build up your own personal brand, which consists of nothing more than yourself. And I know so many of you listening are definitely very entrepreneurial minded and have hopes of one day starting your own brand or company, whatever it might be. But while you're young and maybe don't have the funds of like directly starting a company, instead of getting way ahead of yourself and overly ambitious with wanting to have your own brand by like 20, why not focus on your own brand, which is like yourself? Because that's like the easiest thing that you could do and you don't need to spend a lot of money to build your own brand. What I mean by building your own brand as an individual is also important when it comes to, you know, creating your own endeavors in the future because if you build up your own personal voice in the industry, you're going to have that reputation and that ethos in the industry that is so necessary when you're trying to build a company later on or have like ethos in the industry. I think I started to realize this by the end of high school that, you know, it was really important to start working on my own brand and I'm happy I started when I did because now I think I've set a very good precedent for myself to grow and expand. Do I think my brand is where I want it to be at this point in time? Certainly not. I definitely think I have a long way to go in terms of working on my personal brand and, you know, you also have to recognize that you change a lot as you get older. So what you like, dislike, care about, believe in, all that's going to change as you get older. So your personal brand is going to keep changing with you. I think if anyone asks me what my personal brand voice is, like what is my brand? If somebody asks you, what is your brand? What do you stand for? I would say mine is inspiring and representing younger communities in fashion. And since since I was young and since I started this podcast, I've always wanted to have a voice that other people looked up to, whether it was helping you guys steer you into the right direction for jobs, career building, networking. That is where I wanted to lead and As of now, I think I've done a pretty good job of representing that because it's what most people associate with me these days. I'm not like obviously famous for it or like a celebrity for doing it, but it's, you know, enough, I've gotten enough praise for doing what I do and it's made me happy. And obviously starting this podcast was a big thing for my personal brand because it, it just represents more of what I'm trying to achieve and how I want to inspire people. So I would personally say my goal is 
not achieve but like I've definitely gotten there and I just want to continue doing what I'm doing and just continue to build my brand obviously now that I'm getting a lot older and I'm getting more experience and I have those experiences underneath my belt I want to start doing more things whether that is you know like I created my LLC that is a part of my brand as well all these things are little assets to my brand and I just want to keep building those things up so that's what I would also recommend for a lot of you who are young and are trying to get your voice in the industry. The next thing I want to pass on to all of you is to not settle for anyone or anything. And why I wanted to include anyone is because this doesn't just apply to settling in your career education. I'm talking about also not settling in your friendships, relationships, whatever else you can possibly think of. And I think this is actually one of the greatest pieces of advice I could give because because I have never been the type of person to settle for anything in my life. And that's not for any particular reason. It's just the type of person I am. And it's honestly been one of the biggest drivers in getting me to where I am today. So in terms of career-related stuff, what I mean by not settling is to not settle for things like a low salary, a bad work environment, a average company culture, all those kinds of things. It's basically knowing your worth and knowing what you want out of an experience and not settling for anything less than that. Of course, if you're newer to the industry or have less experience, like you're a student, you want to keep those standards not too high or else no one is really going to accept you into like a high paying position right off the bat. Um, But there needs to be some sort of like a middle ground. You also not like, you shouldn't be accepting or settling for things that are basically like modern slavery. Like that's, you know yourself better and you know what you're capable of. I told you guys this before, but around the time when I graduated and was looking for jobs, I did get multiple offers before the jobs that I have now and that I decided to take on. And I decided to not take them on for multiple reasons because at the end of the day, I didn't want to settle with a low paying job that I also wasn't happy with. So sometimes you do have to make those tough decisions to ultimately end up with the decision that you're happy and proud of. I think I've always been good about not settling in my jobs and internships, but it definitely was a little bit more of a learning curve when it came to friendships and relationships. And I think a lot of you can relate to that as well because sometimes your personal life is just harder to manage than your actual career life. But in terms of personal relationships, I think it's really important to know and have standards for what you're willing to tolerate and to not settle for anything less than that. This goes for your friends, your relationships, all of that. In those aspects, it's certainly not where you want to be settling because you should and deserve to be surrounded by people who are feeding you positive energy, uplifting you, and that don't, you know, put you down or make you feel bad about yourself. Even if you had a relationship with this person for a long amount of time and you feel obligated to stay connected with them, if their presence in your life is just not affecting you positively, then unfortunately it might be time to let them go. And that just comes with learning to not settle for, to like not settle being friends with people who don't deserve to be in your life. And that sounds really sad and depressing, but trust me when I tell you that I've had this happen to me so many times where I've let a friend or significant other go because it just was doing me more harm than good. Um, but I digress on that. I think it's just really important not to settle on you. You need to keep telling yourself that because it's just gonna bring you so much more happiness. My next little snippet of advice would be to stay humble. 
I personally am just naturally very humble by nature. And I know me saying that like doesn't make me sound very humble, but I'm just making a point. And it has to do with kind of how my parents raised me and how they how, how they like have acted themselves. And I've always kind of emulated that in my own personal life. I'm not a person who really likes to talk about themselves that much. And unless someone asks, of course, I don't like to just like, I'm not one of those people who will randomly bring up their experiences and their achievements without somebody inquiring. I don't like to like also overly speak highly of myself. I don't know if that makes any sense, but if anyone knows me in person, they'll know that this is true. I definitely, I think I have a good balance of keeping confident and also staying humble. So it's not like to the point where I'm like, reserved closed off and shy and I don't want to talk about myself and I refuse to say anything about myself but at the same time I I I can be confident talk about myself but still stay humble and not like hype myself up which is something that is really important to have in fashion because I feel like there are not enough people that have that balance there's always the people who are too overly confident and cocky and then there's the people who are just overly timid and insecure Finding that sweet spot is really going to help you succeed in whatever industry you're in. So this isn't something I would necessarily say to younger Christina, but I feel like even till now, I've done a really good job at staying humble despite anything that I've accomplished or succeeded in. But I would definitely tell my younger self to stick with it and not let anything deter my humbleness. So it's so important It's so important that when you do have those moments of success or achievement to always remain just a sense of modesty and unpretentiousness because those are the kinds of qualities that are going to attract high quality people you know not the opposite I think also this is one of the qualities that has allowed me to make such great relationships within the fashion world because I always get a lot of my peers asking me how I make such good relationships with my teams and supervisors and sure maybe a part of it may be luck with the people I've come across but I also think more of it is attributed to how hard I work which shows, and how humble I stay above it all. I genuinely think that that's one of the main reasons I've been able to keep such great relationships with people in fashion, and I genuinely think that that is one of the main reasons I've been able to keep such great relationships in fashion, despite the industry being, you know, inherently phony and fake. But we're getting towards the end of the line here, but I just want to leave you guys with a couple more things. Another thing I would tell my younger self is to save up as much as I can in college to prepare for my postgraduate life. I know when older people tell you that your college years are the years that you should be cherishing because you're still young and you should take advantage of the fact that you're still taken under care of your parents, I hate to break it to you all but that is all very true and obviously none of that actually hit me until I actually graduated myself and I'm pretty much my own adult now. Unfortunately, fashion and any creative industry really is an industry where you do need to pay extra mind as to where your finances are coming from. So my biggest piece of advice I could give you guys is to start saving from the very beginning while you're in college and it's better to set yourself up for your postgraduate life rather than to not have things figured out and not have a backup plan just in case things don't go your way after you graduate. Because trust me when I tell you that once you graduate you have a lot more time on your hands and that means you know that a lot more money will be spent doing things but also having the backup finances will really be life-saving for you when you graduate. Also, when you're a postgraduate, you're probably going to be skipping around different jobs, internships, freelance gigs, you know, to kind of test out what you want and don't want in your future career. 
So that unfortunately means that you might not have a stable source of income, which is why it's good to have money saved up to begin with. The perfect example is someone like me who is juggling freelance jobs right now. Freelancing does not lend itself to stability because it's usually for a short period of time, and after that you can either extend it or move on to another freelancing gig. So that is why I like having my backup finances from when I saved up when I was actually working during college because let's say I go a couple months without a gig, at least I have money to fall back on. Whereas if you don't have money saved up, then you are going to be stressed out trying to find your next um, you know, job or freelancing gig and then you might end up taking something that you don't want to do just because you need the finances. If I could go back, I would definitely tell myself to make more of an effort to save even more money than I did because even though I like I feel like I was really good with my finances during college, I think I definitely could have saved up a lot more and looking back at it, I was a little frivolous with my spendings because I was like, oh, I'm living at home and I don't have to pay for college because my parents are paying for college. So that allowed me to have a lot more like freedom with my money. But yeah, finally, you know, you guys, we made it to the last piece of advice that I would give to my younger self and that would be to spend less time working and more time actually enjoying life. Why I wanted to end this episode with this note is because I wanted to close with something not career and work related and something that's actually going to help you guys improve your lives and happiness. Living and breathing in the fashion industry can be pretty taxing on your mental health, I'm not going to lie to you guys right now, and I wish I took more time when I was in high school and college to actually live in the moment and make the most of my school experiences because now that I'm out of school, it doesn't feel really any different to me being in and out of school because I was treated so much of my school years working and hustling, kind of acting as an adult like I am now. And I do wish that I could go back during those times to actually live in the moment and live in my youth and be be a college student because I didn't I didn't really feel like I was a college student. That may just be Parsons and like fashion school in general because fashion school is very cutthroat and it's very like throw you into what fashion is like in the industry. But I do wish that I really lived in those moments when I could still be a student, still have a college life, you know, go out and experience those kinds of things. But, you know, that being said, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but focusing more on my personal life and enjoying, you know, the moments when I was a bit younger might be one of the things that I did wish I did more of. And that is why I'm passing that on to you guys, especially now that you guys, a lot of you are a part of a younger audience and can take that advice before you submit yourself to like working while you're like in high school and college because I know that's what a lot of people want to do and they think that that's going to bring them success and happiness and it's going to put them ahead of everyone but yes it might put you ahead of people in terms of experience but you're going to miss out on those pivotal parts of your life that trust me when I tell you it's not really that worth it especially since the younger generations are now being nurtured with the mindset of the grind and the hustle because of the exposure that people are getting through social media like Instagram and TikTok, entrepreneurs are no longer in their 30s and 40s. They're starting to develop in their early teens, which is really crazy to think about, but it's what I'm hearing all the time and it's it's what's actually happening out there. So this is just a little reminder to kind of live in your youth and to not throw that away because trust me, you're going to miss it when it's gone. And I say that like I'm a lot older now, which I'm not. I'm only 22, but... There's a lot of my youth that I did wish that I actually enjoyed more of because even though I'm 22, I don't really like feel like I lived through my teens and my early 20s. Well, also like a part of that was COVID, but 
Also because of the fact that I was literally grinding and hustling every day. But that is it, you guys. I do apologize for it being a little longer of an episode than usual, but I really just wanted to like kind of include some of the biggest life lessons that I've learned so far throughout my 22 years and put it together into an episode for all of you guys. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.